1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on the weekend's league action Kyogo and Aaron Moy continue to impress for Celtic Who stayed nine points clear after victory at St Johnston Rangers are doing all they can by winning again But Michael Beale wants more from his home performances And a good weekend for Hart, Sibs, Aberdeen and Livy As Motherwell, Dundee United and Kilmarnock all continue to toil I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna not a single draw in the Premiership at a weekend A six-win Saturday As you say, that means Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen and Levy all win And if you flip the table It means the bottom five didn't pick up a single point between them There in bother, Gordon And before we go any further A sad day as well The passing at the age of 64 of Billy Thompson Former Dundee United, St Mirren, Motherwell Party Rangers goalkeeper, a highly respected coach as well for many, many years. I just want to pass on my own condolences and those of everyone at Super Scoreboard to Billy's family and friends tonight. Yeah, well said. I'm sure a few people will get in touch uh, on that as part of their general football discussion tonight. But it is 01419511025 if you want to get in touch. Before we get to you, Andy Halde, I've actually got you some uh, theme music tonight. Oh, like a wrestler. Ready? Yeah. Roger Hanna Can you tell him what it is? He's got a blank look in his face No, I think I Come on No, I've no clue Where do you, you snatch your Saturdays? Time castle yes. Where do you finish them? Home Casualty, Casualty. <sighs> Honestly Every week He's on the receiving end of something You're going to be the hottest topic in town The full nation is yep. changed. Ryan Edwards is in the car park Waiting to hear your verdict you've, oh, lim- you've limped in here You've got a special That's seat. Not true. You've got your foot elevated, ice pack on. VAR had a fantastic weekend for me, but we'll get to that. First time you've ever he said has that. God, what they call the football fraternity call in technical terms, Gordon, a sear leg. I've noticed that he's milking it for all it's worth. Go on, then come on, don't don't keep the nation waiting. What's the big verdict? The verdict of the tackle. Did he deserve to get sent off? No, it, it, generally being honest, I do think it's a red card, but I do feel for him because I've been a big talker on that fact where. You know, when you go in and intent to win the ball, sometimes that follow-through is that sort of high motion and catching somebody high up the leg. But for me, the reason I felt as if it was a red card at the time is I don't feel as if he had to go in with the intent that he did. But I've seen the appeal uh, was lodged there and listen, no doubt about it, I hope they win it. Uh, never want to see any professionals missing games of football, so good luck to them. It's, I'm not, not, a great, it's, not, it's not what he said in the office though, is it? No. Completely and, and different. I'm not a great lip reader. I, I thought as Ryan Edwards got up, I heard, saw him saying, that's for Callum McGregor. If you want to quiz Dundee United fans If you want to quiz Andy Halliday You can Producer Callum's not even here tonight You broke his heart I I was going to say that About the lip lip reading It was actually For Callum the producer He said that (laughs) Exactly (laughs) 01419511025 Come on down It's a big weekend So anything at all From the weekend You don't need to talk about Andy Halliday's um, whatever it was It's either to some people A vicious assault To other people A perfectly well-timed challenge You can decide Maybe somewhere in the middle 01419511025 We are looking back of course On big wins as Roger says For the top five all winning Bottom five Not the same outcome for them So 01419511025 Whatever you took away from the weekend This is the time and the place To share it Result of the weekend Roger To set the mood 
Result of the weekend, I'm going to go for Hibernian. I'm, I know I did it last week when they beat Aberdeen 6-0, but I just think going to St Mirren, St Mirren were 12 unbeaten in their own patch. Celtic lost in Paisley, Rangers dropped points in Paisley, but Hibernian managed to go there, they kept a clean sheet, and they got the three points thanks to that Ely Ewan goal near the end. I'm going to go Livingston uh, for a couple of reasons, obviously. More importantly, they've they've pushed them up to fourth in the table, but also I think there's been a real improvement in, in Livingston's attacking style of play recently. I know there's a lot said about David Martindale's size, very hard to beat, very compact, but plays some real attacking football lately. Okay, first time in about six months you've not gone for Hearts, so that's a nice change. I Roger, cross my mind. your goal of the weekend. Go By on. the way, some serious choices. Yeah, yeah got to be only one real winner. I hope he leaves it for me as well. I'm going to leave it. Right, for you. okay. Don't you worry. Um, I like to choose one that I've seen, and I've been fortunate to see a few good ones in recent weeks. And Stephen Kelly's for Livingston against Kilmarnock in the game I covered, covered for Super Scoreboard at the weekend was right up. A great play by Joel Nubley. What a bonus it is for David Martindale to get him back in the team. Walked the ball back and a lovely mm. cushioned volley into the postage stamp corner. Clipped the bar. They always look more spectacular, look better ah, when they clip the bar and come back down. Good choices, though. Yep. Good choices. Good Aaron Moyes was good. Uh, some of the Aberdeen goals were good. The other Hearts goals. Ellie Ewan actually mm, yep. thought that, that Hibs game you mentioned. Yeah. But Andy, seriously. I think we can all just sit, we can all just acknowledge there was only one winner this weekend. Well, I've got the answer to goal of the weekend, but I think I could easily change it to goal of the season. I think it's certainly going to be in the nominees at the end of the year. It's got to be Humps. Big Humphreys. The fact that he's managed to zing a ball 60 yards with his weak foot while sprinting yeah. takes a lot, a lot of doing. Uh, I, I go with another 20,000 that were in the stadium when he pulled back his leg to have the shot. Everyone was like, why? Corner? It's the 97th <laughs> minute. And to see it hit the back of the net was... Certainly one of the best goals I've seen live. I was going to say, is it the best you've been a part of? Do you think? I'd I know say, you I'd love say a of team a, goal. But I'd say of a, a a teammate. I still think Connor Ronan's last year against Hearts at Tynecastle was was, was incredible. Uh, they two are, are very very close. Uh, but like I said, weak foot. I mean, I can't keep my. <laughs> they're right for 20 yards never mind 60 so. as you say for me it's when it's when they've then carried the ball yeah, he, we, and you he's think, at full sprint you've seen that you know, back to David Beckham and all that stuff when the ball's just coming out their feet but to do it on the end of a run yeah, unbelievable and I, I think he actually joked about it in his, uh, his post-match interview the fact that he'd, you know, he was tired that's the reason he shot but there was a sort of passage I played beforehand where he sprinted the, the other side of the pitch to press somebody then sprinted back obviously got the regain Spinted up the pitch as well, so it was no wonder he was tired. Yes, outstanding. I don't think we would complain. Uh, where are we, Howler of the weekend? Go on, Andy, you stick with... I think it was a quite a hard weekend to sort of think a, a few. There wasn't many standouts, but I've got to go with John McLaughlin, purely for the fact that it's another poor mistake come for a cross, especially when he had a very similar one at Rugby Park over a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, in a game where Rangers were fairly comfortable up to that point... You know, to allow Ross County to come back into the game and then let's let's be serious you know, there was some mm. plenty nervy moments towards the end of the mm. game after that what do you think about that Rangers fans is he harsh or is he on to something what was your howler of the weekend Roger Hanna oh Ryan Edwards how dare he oh come on just because he's sitting there no, how very dare no. he <laughs> different <laughs> class right. a tackle like that and my friend Andy Halliday this is embarrassing apart I'm not from anything else now l- listen there are two types of red cards there's the type of red card that Andy Considine picked up yesterday against Celtic Guy bust past him in the box He's about to score another goal for Celtic And Andy Andy Considine pulls him back It's a red card, right decision by the referee And he doesn't know David Turnbull's going to score from the free kick But he thinks he's saved a goal so he's been red carded Apart from 
hurting my friend's leg, Gordon. Oh, what, what's, what's he doing making the challenge in that area of the park? Just won the ball. Stand, people keep tweeting me saying that he up. won the ball. Stand up. Is, is that they're not Defend. having it? Play properly. <laughs> Howler. Did you put him up to that? I didn't, but it's about time. Somebody could one stood, stood up for me, <laughs> wasn't it? Ah, oh, fine. Um, any Dundee United fans out there who want to argue the Get case? Get producer Callum We're on here the for phone. you. We're here for you. Um, top performer, main man. Who was it? Who got? Who's getting your extra praise this oh, week? Can I just follow on with what Roger says? I'm going VAR. Fantastic decision at Tyne Castle. Your uh, performer of the weekend yeah, is VAR. Yeah, oh, this, yeah. this show um, is getting you know, it took a lot joke. of criticism. Uh, certainly never for me. Uh, unfairly across the public, and what a fantastic performance <laughs> this at the weekend is, for oh, VAR. Uh, my skin's crawling here, Roger Hanna. I'm going for Lewis Stevenson of Hibernian. 450 league appearances for the one club, beating Arthur Duncan's record, going into the history books at Easter Road and celebrating with a clean sheet at St Mirren and three points to, to help Hibs back up the league and into the top five. I like that. A bit of thought behind that one. 01419511025. That is the number you need. So come on. Let's see what you've got Let's see what you made of the weekend's action Because there was a lot to get through Let's start with yesterday's game in Perth Because Mark is a Celtic fan What did you make of it yesterday, Mark? Yeah, so, hi, so, sorry, good evening guys How are you oh, doing? All good, oh. all good <laughs> well, I'm out walking my dog So if you hear like long, big, loud lorries flying past me Then don't worry, everything's fine you know? <laughs> um, Yeah, I watched the game yesterday I thought Celtic were, were very good To be honest with you um, It was a very a tough pitch as well And St Johnson came out the traps quite quickly And you know, they actually try and make the game of it, but I thought Celtic were really good. In particular, I thought Aaron Moy was outstanding. I think he's, every other game now, he's becoming better and better, and you know, what an incredible signing for, for nothing. Celtic going for free. It kind of begs the question why maybe other teams in England or even more teams in Scotland didn't they try and get him, like, you know, because he's been an absolute class act. Um, I don't know if we're, it's not award season, if you were to drum up some sort of surprise package of the season award, I don't know, would Aaron Moy be the type of guy that comes to mind? Not because he's not had a good career, obviously, but yeah, if you think of the be. last few months. It certainly could be, I still remember phone calls over a few months ago when Cal McGregor missed that period and you know, Celtic fans complained that you know, they didn't quite have the same player in, uh, in Aaron Moy coming in to replace him, but he seems to be relishing this new position, uh, a bit more advanced as a higher rate. That's six goals in nine now, I believe, uh, with three assists along the, uh, along the way. So a goal contribution every game. And uh, yeah, I certainly feel, uh, feel as if he's made a, a massive impact for Celtic. I also think that, I think Jota's had a quiet period uh, over the, maybe the last sort of month or so, especially with the, the high standard that he set. But I think he's really starting to come to his, his top form again over the last few games. Just keep winning, Roger Hanna, quite, sim- quite simply. And winning well, you know, you look at that goals tally... I've seen people crunching the numbers They're well on track For a sort of record-breaking goal haul It's over three every game Doing that again yesterday Yeah, I thought it were good yesterday um, There have been spells At Tannadice The previous weekend And also sort of second half Against Livy In midweek Where they weren't at their best You know, they weren't the games And they kept clean sheets But they weren't at their best I thought yesterday They were good You know, they were good going forward um, Aaron Moy's been outstanding Six goals in nine games From that midfield area It's terrific And you know, if you'd said Matt O'Reilly wasn't no mm. longer going to be a first pick, you would hardly have believed that. But Moyes got in and made that shirt his own. And I think yesterday, you know, you only need to throw forward three weeks to the League Cup final. I think that's probably Celtic's League Cup final team you saw yesterday. Maida, Kyogo, Jota, they, they're mm. probably the first pick front three. And as I say, Moy has now ousted O'Reilly in the middle of the park. Um, you know, Mark says about it being a difficult pitch. Andy, is that... Do we sometimes from the outside overlook that and say, ah, you know, come on, get on with it. 
pitches back in the day were worse than this, and you know. But when you're trying this, the type of attack and play that that dominant teams do, like Celtic, um, do we maybe overlook how tough it can be when the surface is different? Not saying that some of the other big pitches are good at the moment yeah. either, but yeah, it certainly can be difficult. Because let's face it, it probably is a bit of a level, and especially the, uh, the way Celtic try and play. Fast-paced, free-flowing football. Uh, and I, I think it did affect him early on in the game. I thought St. Johnson actually started the game really well. Uh, got to say the two in midfield. Uh, Cam McPherson and again Daniel Phillips for me who impressed. But one thing I will say about this Celtic team is uh, they're really, really ruthless at times. I mean, after the first two shots in target yesterday, they'd already scored three goals. So the attacking threat was always there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's essentially after the first goal uh, goes in, the, the result's never mm-hmm. in doubt. Um, I mean, Mark, I noticed already... Discussion about Aaron Moy and, and should he extend his Celtic contract? It's up at the end of next season. Is it already at that stage? Is he is he making such a, an impression on you? Well, I, I definitely. I mean, I know people look at his age, but I, I remember I can go back when Celtic signed Lubo. I think he was thirty three when they got him. Um, Marafchik and uh, nobody knew who he was. You know, obviously people knew who Aaron Moy was, but nobody knew who Lubo was. And I think he was at Celtic for three or four years after that, and he was outstanding for all them years. So. He's definitely, um, well, if you get rid of him, you're going to have to bring in somebody to replace him. And to replace a guy like him, the way he's playing it out, he's going to cost you a couple of million pounds at least, you know. So it'd be a no brainer for me. He would fall into a slightly different category of Celtic's impressive recruitment, Roger, because if you want to broad brush the Japanese players, even Matt O'Reilly to an extent, you would look at guys that, let's be fair, None of us had really heard of Roughly Right I think that's that's fair But then someone like Aaron Moy Everyone had heard of him And you're now looking at someone That's maybe coming to the end of his career But Ange Postacoglu still saw something That he thought yeah, he could get out yeah. of him Listen I know what you mean Everyone, you know, People if you don't remember him From his St Mirren days Many moons ago You remember him from Brighton sure, and Huddersfield yeah. down south Where this comes into The bracket of astute signing was Aaron Moy was running around A public park in the West End of Glasgow Aaron Moy wasn't 100% fit, far from it by his own admission. And at the time he signed, you know, you can, if Ange Postacoglu had said, listen, I've got plenty of central midfielders here. I've got Hatati, O'Reilly, McGregor. I've got Abogard, McCarthy. I've got Idaguchi. You know, I've got all these. I don't need another guy. But no, he had faith that Aaron Moy could very quickly get up to speed and very quickly enhance what was already high quality midfield at Celtic and that, that's where the astute part comes in yeah let's hear from Ange Postacoglu on yesterday's performance I was really pleased with that um, yeah we knew you know it was going to be tough conditions today um, in terms of the pitch and it's a tight pitch anyway and, and, and we know St Johnson are always hard to break down so you know, I thought we did re- you know handled it really well in terms of just you know doing the hard bits of the game we, we worked hard and everything but the quality of our football um, is just outstanding. I know that the players kind of have this really strong mindset that you know, even in conditions like today, we don't veer it too far away from our, our kind of football. And um, yeah, credit to the lads. I thought they were really strong today. Great goals. And um, you know, we had a couple more that we, we probably should have put away. But it was a game where there was going to be mistakes and there were mistakes because of the conditions, particularly as the game wore on. And it's harder for the lads to get their foothold in the game. We... Had to defend a little bit more than we usually do today because of the nature of the game, and even that, I thought we did really well in the box. We were really strong. You know what potentially could have been a little difficult game. I thought we um, we asserted our authority really well. Thank you to Mark. Let's move quickly on and bring Thomas in and get his thoughts. Thomas, have you did you always have faith in Aaron Moy? Is he has he changed your mind? You know what what's the journey been like? 
Hey Gordon, uh, thanks, thanks for taking my call. I, I, Andy and Daza. No, my point is, I'm my Gordon, you know, see when, I, see when you first signed, I, I questioned the signing, you know, I was like, what's, what was saying to somebody that's no, you know, he's getting, obviously he's getting on in his years, but you know what? He's, he's made me my words every week, every week, week in, week out. He just gets better and better, you know. Just, just in that midfield, he controls the midfield. He absolutely controls it, you know, and yeah. Moment in time, I think he's undroppable. I know we've got Matt Riley. It's a double edged sword, though, Roger, because what I've noticed is the more Aaron Moy keeps putting in man of the match performances, the more Sky are going to want to interview him after the game. And have you ever seen a player that hates being interviewed more than Aaron Moy? Because I'm not sure I have. He must be the quietest footballer of all time. Yeah, and also the least Australian <laughs> footballer of all time. Because I always find, you know, players who come in from Australia or Canada or the United States tend to be really good talkers <clears throat> and love being interviewed. And Aaron Moy is the exception. Doing his talking on role. the pitch. He is doing his talking on say. the pitch. And listen. As, as everyone's saying tonight, he's, he's doing it very well. And, it, you know, it's, it's funny, there was a spell in the season, you know, Hatati was the guy who was do, doing it, it was a spell when it was O'Reilly, and now Aaron Moy is doing it. And, and Ange Postecoglou always seems to find someone to step up just at mm. the time they're, they're needing someone. I mean, the quality of the goal, Andy, look, Humphreys had to win it for you and for a lot of people. Roger went for a goal that he witnessed live at the weekend, but there was... There was quite a lot to like if you were a Celtic fan watching that Aaron Moy goal. Yeah, and listen, we're talking about how difficult the, the, the surface was, but Celtic certainly put a good move together with that as well. It's a lovely fit for Jota. Um, and, you know, I, I played against Aaron Moy actually when he was um, at Huddersfield when I was down in the Championship. And at that point in time, I thought he was one of the best midfielders in the league. Uh, so when you see Celtic signing, what age was he when he signed? 31, 32? Yeah, Still at a very good now, age, yeah. 50, over 50 caps for Australia, Premier League appearances. So you always knew that if he could get to the level of fitness that he can, he was going to be a good signing. But I certainly didn't see six goals and nine, three assists. That's sort of run he's on. And, you know, we're talking about Matt O'Reilly. Even David Tumble. every time I see David Tumble play for Celtic, it's either a goal or a good chance or, or seems to be in the thick of the action. So for him to stay in the Celtic side... He's got to keep up the performances he's doing because he's playing very, very, very well. Interesting. At the Thomas said undroppable, Roger. There's all. Ange Postecoglou has so many options. He rotates his team a lot. But there was always a kind of core that you got the feeling if it was a must win game, if it was a cup final, for instance, like we've got coming up, you could pick the maybe half dozen that would that would be nailed on. Um, is that Aaron Moy now in that yeah, bracket then? Listen, I think barring injury. The side you saw at Perth yesterday is the side you'll see at Hamden in February 26th. I think that now, you know, Maeda has come back from the World Cup, revitalised, having played very well for Japan, and I think he's now edged out, you know, Abada or Hak Sabanovic or Forrest for, for that other place. Jota starts, Kyogo starts, uh, and I think, that, you know, the midfield three you've mentioned, McGregor, Hatati, and now Moy is the first choice. Well, funnily enough, on the subject of undroppable, um, Roger just mentioned another name, Andy, because... Like it doesn't quite work now because Jakimakis isn't here, right? But take back a couple of weeks, there was always that debate, and it got a little bit further away from Jakimakis and a lot more, a lot more in Kyogo's favour. But I mean, now it must be absolutely nailed on all the time. Yeah, it, it, it's just his movement and around the penalty box is incredible for me. I, I just think he always sort of smells the right position to be in. The ball seems to fall at great opportunities, and you know, having played directly against him uh, once when I played in a back three for about 10 minutes against Celtic is he never plays near you as, you know as a defender you're always trying to look at where your striker is try and keep your position off him try and be touch tight if you can where you can be physical but he almost just 
sort of plays that offside position for a, a minute, two minutes to the point where you actually forget where he is. Next thing you know, it could be a ball in behind. He's two yards in front of you, or just nicking it out off the back of your shoulder and find the position to go and get a shot at goal. And no, I actually read the date. I think it was thirty-one goals and thirty-seven starts for Celtic, and he's got a goal, co- a goal or assist contribution every eighty minutes over a season and a half at Celtic. So. Listen, I don't think there's any doubt that he's Celtic's talisman moving forward towards great, the end of the season. Great, great at finding space where there doesn't appear to be any space. You know, look at those first, I know you've spoken about Moyes' goal, Gordon, but, you know, the, the pressure that was on Andy Considine just caused by Kyogo's movement. And then... Even find, his goal as well. I was going to say, finding the space for his goal. And the one that stands out, finding space in a congested area is the equaliser at Ibrox. You know, there's so many bodies in that Rangers penalty area. And yet... The ball just drops for him He's in space And he's got the time And space to find the finish I think he's uh, uh, Certainly for his goal uh, Yesterday as well It's very very deliberate Because he knows He's actually in a half decent position Where he's off the back shoulder Andy Considine But he's thinking This ball comes in the air I'm not beating Andy Considine there So let me do a sort of secondary movement Nick in front That's a good finish Can I just say I thought you were both very kind Because there was an opportunity there To give Andy Considine Howler of the weekend He scores an own goal He gets sent off For an incident That then leads to a goal And it was on his 600th career appearance Yes But he so didn't kick my pal Andy Halliday It was exactly. very kind of you If he'd been sent off For to... kicking Andy Halliday He'd have got that Yeah I just know what I, I actually never thought about that I never really came to mind. The own nice, goal, go, nice yeah. goal's harsh, to be fair, but nah, he, he, sh- he certainly should be doing better for the red card. Mm. 01419511025. Thank you, Thomas. It was nice to hear your praise uh, for Aaron Moy. What about Saturday's action? If you want to look at that, Rangers fans, Andy Halliday's given John McLaughlin his howler of the weekend. Is that fair? Is that over the top? What do you think? 01419511025. And any Dundee United fans who want to abuse Andy Halliday, you know where we are. The voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here at 01419511025 or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. David Gibson is on Twitter. Can you please send my condolences to Roger for having to look after Andy in his terrible state? Hope he feels better soon. See, what a sympathetic bunch. I mean, laced with sarcasm, clearly. I appreciate um, it. But it's, it's there nevertheless. Let's get back to the phones and look back on the weekend's action I'm still waiting on Ryan from Dundee giving us a call but we've got until 8 o'clock um, what about Ibrox on Saturday then John is a Rangers fan on the line what did you take away from it John? Uh, evening uh, Roger uh, and then Gordon Hello, first player. of all condolences to Billy Thompson family and friends uh, sad death news he has death at 64 great goalie for lots of teams in Scotland over the years and for Scotland so that's really sad. Yeah, thanks for saying that, John. Appreciate that. Uh, well, my point is obviously looking on an our goalkeeper, John McLaughlin. I think after the experiment, uh, swapping goalies every week, we're going to stick with McGregor to the end of the season. We've got the same back four the last few weeks, but it's looked more stable. But I feel when McLaughlin's in, I don't feel they look behind him and it doesn't seem to give him the confidence of McGregor. And the start of the season, there was a couple of games with McLaughlin, he was, was really. It was a bomb scare at times and I feel now stick McGregor at the end of the season and if possible McCoy in a couple of games I don't know if he's still injured or not but I feel we have got to give him a chance to see for next season because that's a priority for Rangers for next season a new goalkeeper He is injured uh, Robbie McCrory um, well, well you started it you gave John McLaughlin your howler of, of the weekend Yeah Was it that bad? 
For me, it was. Yeah. Um, and to touch on John's point there about the Alan McGregor sort of rotation with John McLaughlin, I don't understand it myself. I mean, I know Alan McGregor's 41, but I've never heard a, a goalie can he play three games in a week. You know, I can understand maybe rotating some of the outfielders, uh, the outfielders, the midfielders, but yeah, for me, Alan McGregor's your number one. He's your, be- your best goalkeeper at the club at the moment. Play him. Uh, and I think the one thing that's almost been labelled at John McLaughlin over Alan McGregor is he's better at coming for crosses. Whereas that's the third time now this season that Rangers have conceded a goal from him being either late to come out for a cross or drop a cross. And I guess, like I touched on earlier, where it comes two weeks after Rugby Park, his last start for Rangers. And I think, you know, in the, in the point in, uh, in time in the game, you know, Michael Beale says after the game that, you know, we're still playing with a bit of nervousness, there's still a wee bit of tension. The tension becomes from that mistake because before that, Rangers are in complete control. You know, it's not the most fluent football, no. but there's never any. Uh, the, the result's never in any danger they've got plenty sort of half chance they're attacking it will and then that mistake then brings in the tension uh, and then you know like I said at the top of the show Ross County actually started to cause Rangers a lot more problems in the last 20 minutes because of it is the I, I think did, Michael Beale did allude at the weekend did they not Roger that it was maybe he, they were going to stop rotating it quite as much I bet they are now <laughs> well Gordon, it goes back it, to the start working? of the season Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said at the start of the season he was putting John McLaughlin in and I said in this show at the start of the season that's a bad idea for the simple reason that you won't be able to find anyone in the country who thinks John McLaughlin's a better goalkeeper than Alan McGregor he simply hasn't at 40, Alan McGregor's not as good as he used to be he's not nearly as good as he used to be but he's still better than John McLaughlin now, if you were going to rotate and I see John's point if you're going to rotate with Robbie McCrory you could almost see the force of that. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to make up their minds, Rangers, at some stage, whether Robbie McCor- McCrory is in the discussion to become the permanent number one when Alan McGregor retires. So how do you find that out? You give him a shot yeah, and do, go. do you think they would do that, though, if he wasn't injured right now? Or, well, or very, very would possibly. Would it not make any difference? The other point I was going to make, rotation. Now, last week, Rangers have sort of rotated Lundstrom, Jack and Kamara. And without any great appreciable change to the team. They've rotated Tillman and Cantwell and Sakala without any appreciable change to the team. When you take out McGregor and put in McLaughlin, you're weakening the team. Is it as simple as that, Andy, for you? Or I think John and many other fans who call in think that it's it's a new it's a new goalkeeper anyway, you know, regardless of, of how good the other two are. Yeah, but I can see the argument if you are rotating the goalies then yeah for me you know play Robbie McCrory he's played one game it was against Celtic and he got a clean sheet mm-hmm. so if you're going to rotate the goalkeepers then yeah give him a shot see how he's he's sort of standing his future going into next season but for me play your best team play your best goalkeeper and like Roger says there when McLaughlin plays the team's weaker because he's not as good as McGregor and you could probably argue that Robbie McCrory at this moment in time is not uh, better than Alan McGregor so just play your best your best team because uh, as John says on the, the flip side is it one two, was it nine games in a row with the same back four so there's clearly a real determination there to have that level of consistency continuity and, and just that, not and that was required because if you remember Michael Beale's first game the Hibernian game in the Thursday night before Christmas I think it was John Lundstrom and James Sands over the two centre halves and Rangers you know they'd use Leon King and you know they'd be They've been without John Suter since the first day of the season, without Goldson for a while, without Davis for a while. Phil Hollander hasn't been seen for almost a year. So they, they were in desperate need to get a back four playing consistently. That actually adds to the confusion of why they would change the goalkeeper behind it. Mm. Uh, 
Sorry, I think throughout the season as well, uh, you know, under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst at the start of uh, Michael Beale's tenure, that I don't really think anyone knew Rangers' best team. I don't really think anyone knew seven guaranteed starter in Rangers' team. And, you know, although I don't think they've hit top gear over the 12 games under Michael Beale, they're on a, a great unbeaten yep. run. And I think now you're starting to see that there's sort of eight, nine, maybe even ten guaranteed starters. Now, what did please you from the weekend, though, John? Hey, well, I can't well again. Uh, his first game, obviously, last week, I thought he looked good. Some people on the panel didn't. But I watched him the full game, uh, the 60 minutes. He was all over the park. And he just looked, I think we've got a player here. And whatever's happened to him being at Norwich, for getting him for this price a couple of years ago, they've put 20 million for this guy. So maybe a move for him is get his head up. He's playing with confidence. He's playing with uh, players with him that understand him. And I think for what we paid for him, he's going to be an absolute steal. And at 24, a guy who was knocking on the door in England, I asked him a couple of years ago, absolutely brilliant. And Tillman again, if we could go and sign him for the whatever money it is tomorrow, I would, because I just think at 20 year old, he's going to get better. We've got players in that team now, like Raskin, still early days with him, but uh, I just feel as if we've got options now. Whereas if you're talking about our centre halves, we were playing with Sands and King and I mean, maybe that's what's cost us the league the injuries that we've had at the start of the season but that consistent back four is going to people I remember some of my friends and goals imagine they're going to sign he's not as good as it was but him being it for all that time has probably cost us the league if I'm being honest um, there were a few obviously John's mentioning Todd Cantwell new signing there's a spotlight on him and then it seems every week Malik Tillman either Scores or contributes to a goal, Andy. There's the contractual situation that's not going away. Michael Beale certainly making all the right noises in terms of wanting to to make it a permanent one. Yeah, I think on the on the Campbell point for me, I thought he was deservedly man of the match. I thought he was he was dangerous throughout. You can see he's got an eye for a pass. He's always trying to create and very good with the ball at his feet in terms of trying to glide by opponents and move into positions. But you know, you mentioned the uh, the goalkeeper being a priority in the summer, which I, I can understand. But right now, the priority for me is Tillman on a permanent, Ryan Kent new contract. That's the two, and Rangers' immediate future must be getting done. At twenty year old, I just think he's a he's a really really special talent, uh, and I think there's been a, a a massive improvement on his performances off the ball under Michael Beale. I think it was pretty fair to label some of his performances a bit lethargic, out of possession, a bit lazy. Ajax immediately springs to mind Celtic at Parkhead at the start of the season but I think there's been a major improvement in his work route that, and that, that was the only criticism that was levelled against Tillman at the start of the season you know lovely on the ball but when you don't have the ball when you need to work when you need to get back and help out he was sort of posted missing in Amsterdam he was posted missing at Celtic Park I think he got hooked early in both games and that was where the Rangers fans levelled a bit of criticism in terms of his, his technical ability you can't question it and and to be fair to him as you say in the last six weeks under Michael Beale he has looked more energetic he is making more runs and and you saw it getting on the end of that cut back and across from Cantwell for the first goal on Saturday I'll get your thoughts on this John because Michael Beale obviously is on a very good winning run hasn't lost a game yet and he's still looking for a bit more from the Ibrox performances though we don't need to remind Andy Halliday the bar was sort of set at Tynecastle and I think some people going along to Ibrox on Saturday maybe expected a bit more of a convincing afternoon here's what the manager had to say on that front this is a, a long-term journey to get us 
uh, to where we want to be. I know after Wednesday night people get excited, they get carried away, but I'm still wide-eyed and open to the job that we need to do. The games away from Ibrox where teams go for us, it allows us to, to press and show our defensive strength. That's the easiest thing to get back. The bits where you're beating a block out there, when teams are really resilient defensively, they're the things that take a little bit longer. And I think that's what you're seeing at the moment. That's why our away form and performances have been stronger than our home ones. Was it a bit closer than it needed to be, John? Did the Rangers make slightly heavy weather of it? I think Michael Beale called it fussy, a uh, fussy performance. It's, it's a Britain doing the, the two banks of five. We benefited in Wednesday night against, and this team have been made an open game. I think we were like 51% possession. Hearts had 49 because the two teams were gone for it. When teams open up, it's easier for us to uh, counter-attack right and down. But Saturday's game, you're going to get games like in the SPL, but it's going to be 10 men behind the ball. It's going to be hard to break down. Uh, one knows it's always dangerous because it proved when the uh, Ross County got the uh, equaliser. But we're going to need to learn how to break this uh, uh, teams with an ultra defensive at Ibrox. And I think most teams, maybe Celtic Hearts when they come to Ibrox, are a wee bit more open. But teams are going to do that in the SPL because sometimes they get away from uh, Ibrox or Celtic Park by a draw that's, that's like a win sometimes for them so we're just going to need to learn to break teams down more sometimes I feel as if we're going with that extra pass sometimes and we're not shooting as much outside the box as we could but I think when players like uh, Lawrence comes back and can't know they're, they're trying shots outside the box a lot more than we did and uh, even Kent he had the crossbar on Saturday mm-hmm. we need to do a lot more of that than that, that uh, extra pass just try and hit a shot uh, 11 wins and 1 draw Andy Halliday is clearly not a bad return <laughs> but just because you know Michael Beale do, do you think there will be a real desire within him to, to make the, the Ibrox performances a bit more fluid a bit more convincing whatever word you want to use yeah for sure and I, listen I think that will come with training sessions I think that will come with bodies in the door the, you know, the addition I, I can't well certainly help that because he's talking about trying to beat a block you know that sort of fits the profile of a player that can't well is trying to look for a pass trying to create in the final third but I still feel as if they're doing that pretty okay. I just think it's wasteful at times. I mean, at the 26, 26 shots they had uh, uh, on Saturday against Ross County, still a lot of shots, but only seven on target. And you know, I can remember a few instances Tavenier when he bursts into the box, Morelos with a couple of chances. You know, I think in their positions, the most important thing is you make the goalkeeper work. So I still think there is you know, plenty to be positive about, like you said, 12 unbeaten and some tough games in there. But you know, without, in, within the 12, there's probably only been that real one 90 minute performance. Uh, and I was the unfortunate one because it was against Hearts. And listen, you, you made the point that eleven wins and one draw. The draw being against Celtic and that Kyogo goal that I mentioned earlier on. It, you know, Michael Beale was two minutes away from twelve straight wins at the start of his Rangers career. So I tend to think, you know, when John comes on and we're discussing the Ross County game on Saturday, and could it have been, you know, easier for Rangers? We really are splitting hairs now, you know. We're almost trying to find fault in Rangers' performances. If you had said to John or Rangers fans that day in December, the day Michael Beale started mm. against Hibs, that the first 12 games you're going to have 11 wins and a draw against Celtic, every Rangers fan would have taken that. 01419511025. John, come on with some concerns about the Rangers' goalkeeping situation. Do you share them? Do you disagree with what you're hearing, Rangers fans? Celtic fans, if you want to revisit Aaron Moy and Keogh's praise from earlier on or anything else from the weekend, it's a good time to call. We'll get you on next. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's lead leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Still lots of um, well wishes, I think, to Andy Halliday after that tackle that got Ryan Edwards sent off. Dundee United appealing that decision. Uh, Matthew Breckenridge made a great point. Maybe we could... Uh, take a, a trip down memory lane Andy With friends like these Who needs enemies as the saying goes Because this is how your injury And subsequent red card um, Went down in the studio on Saturday apparently. At least mine was the same injury All the time Didn't pick up niggling injuries Andy loves a wee If, he, if he's had a good couple of passes He sees the opportunity <laughs> Get off, get up and applause You know what I mean Kiss a badge I'll be me okay for the following week David Friel says he's pointing to his ankle Saying there's a stud mark on there oh. Well he's It's a contact sport He's got to get stud marks isn't he <laughs> Callum I think you should play this back Just oozing with sympathy wasn't it Honestly To listen to Mark Wilson of all people Talking about people going off injured And stayed on by the way But he talked about after making a couple of good passes coming off I tell you what I never made any good passes <laughs> at the weekend So there was no chance of coming off Anyway 0141951025 Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu James is a Celtic fan Hanging on the line So I know he'd like to Hear from the manager uh, At the same time Of course Ange Postacoglu Pleased with lots of um, What he saw He does expect them To get even better Now they've got a string Of three midweeks And he thinks They could go up Another level Some really good players Didn't get on the pitch today We've got some really good players Weren't in the squad We've got about four or five weeks Now of a game a week uh, Which gives us a chance To, to work really hard At training And, and you know, get everyone up another level, another notch, and um, and increase our our performance, both from an individual and a collective basis. So, um, yeah, we, we've set our mark as, as as always, trying to finish stronger than we started. We're we're well on the way to that. We're, we're definitely um, you know, getting stronger every week, and um, you know that's what we want to do till the end of the year. You know, when you do have three games a week, it limits your opportunity to work on our game style, our game patterns. Um, do some individual work with the guys who, you know, I think they appreciate it, they want it, you know, they want to improve. So, you know, we can't, as coaches now, um, you know, look to the games for improvement. You know, we've got to make sure that we're, we're giving them that, what they need on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that we'll use this period wisely. That wouldn't bode particularly well for other teams in the league, Roger, if this is now Celtic going to benefit from having three midweeks and and get better between now and the end of the season Yeah, no, absolutely not I mean, you, they're, they're flying just now as you say, Gordon You know, That one draw against Rangers That one defeat to St Mirren The only points dropped this season in the Premiership um, You wonder where the next points dropped are going to come from They move on to the Scottish Cup Which is the only trophy to elude Ange Postacoglu so far They've got St Mirren at Celtic Park on Saturday night And of course at the end of the month We discussed earlier on A League Cup final um, it's going to be a fascinating conclusion to the season because we're just past saying in 12 games as manager, Michael Beale's won 11 yeah. and drawn one. It's not a bad record either. And, and on that, Andy, the, the messaging will be clear. Michael Beale, any Rangers players will just say, no, but we're just focused on ourselves and we're just taking one game at a time and not that, you know, that, that's all we can do, which of course is true. Is there, would there be any part of any of them you think that would just be deep down in the back of them a little bit frustrated because you think, what more can we do at the moment and they just keep on winning every single week you know still nine points yeah. for all that Michael Beale and Rangers have improved vastly for all they've got that near flawless record still nine points would that, yeah. would that be any bit of that frustrating as a Rangers player do you think? I think there has to be uh, and listen the, the, 
you've got to say the damage was mostly done before yeah, Michael B walked in the door. That's that. Yeah, that's for sure. But I mean, they've just been relentless all season. And to be honest, I shuddered at the comment when I heard they felt they've got another notch to go and another level to bump up. But I mean, I don't know if it was ever a conversation. This is this is pure speculation. But I wonder if, in, you know, Michael B, uh, Michael Beale said that he's almost looking at from he goes in the door. Can we match them or better them for their own? And they're doing that at the moment. But like Roger says, you don't and, really see where the points drops are coming and you, from. And you've asked the question: What can they do? Well, they can win the League Cup final mm. and they can successfully defend the Scottish Cup that they won last May. And if Rangers win the two domestic cups, then that is a, an improvement on what they did last season. And it's a big improvement considering the way they played in the first mm. half of this season. Uh, what do you think, James and Closythe? Can Celtic seriously take it up another notch between now and the end of the season? Well, I, I don't even know if they need to take it up another notch because Michael Ball, uh, Michael Beal was brought in to... Um, you know, to, to close the gap. And the, the gap is actually widened. But you look at the goal difference, you know. So he, he, he has done nothing other than just he's won a, won a few games against, uh, you know, mediocre teams and teams that uh, don't, don't play well against them. And to be honest with you, they, they couldn't beat Celtic at Ibrox with all the advantage of the extra crowd and all the rest of it, all the big advantages that go with that. What, what, more could, what more could he do though, James, at, at a time when your team are the ones that are getting the praise for, you know, for winning all the time? Because, you know, you spin it the other way, people would have felt that if the previous manager had stayed in place at Ibrox that the gap would have been bigger by now. What more? You know, how, how is he meant to close the gap when Celtic keep winning? Well, the, the thing about the previous manager, I think Van Bronckhurst got, got a raw deal because there were players that weren't trying. You know, you, players that had down tools. I'm not going to mention any names, but you know who they are, right? And all of a sudden, they're superstars, you know, when, when Bill comes back in. And, and, you know, to me, that these guys should be hunted out the door and they're going to think about offering them new contracts. I, I just, I, this is, see, because I'm not involved in the sort of madness of this rivalry, James, it, educate me here, right? Because as a Celtic fan, though, how, how are you able to sort of scoff at this winning run that Rangers are on and say they're only beating mediocre teams whilst presumably ignoring the fact that Celtic are beating those exact same teams and we are giving Celtic praise for that? Yeah, look at look at the results. It beat Hibs 3-2, they were lucky. Well, it's actually got a penalty that night. Right? They, they scored two goals in injury time against Aberdeen when they were, when they were 2-1 down. Uh, you know, they, they have not had a convinced... The only convincing one they had was over Hearts. James, 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 if Cel- uh, James, if Celtic had been 2-1 down and scored in the 95th and 97th minute, you'd have been singing that Celtic never stop. Yeah, I know that, but Celtic have, Celtic have won in more games by a, a good margin. You know, they're, they're, they're get, they've got clear... They're not, they're not struggling... The only, the only two games I think they struggled in was was against Aberdeen when Aberdeen parked the bus, and, and then um, against Dundee United when when you know, that dodgy penalty got given against them, you know, and and and, and it gave, you know there was there was a two each for two minutes to go or something, but uh, you know, but that that's the way Celtic play. Celtic play the play the death, you know. <sighs> Well, listen, the, the, the so-called mediocre teams that Rangers are beating is the mediocre teams that Rangers couldn't beat at the start of the season. And that's the full reason why Michael Beale is now in the door. Unless you talk about can't, couldn't beat Celtic, only got a point against Celtic. No one even fancied Rangers to get a point against Celtic. I think that was, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's what they wanted, but I think it shocked certainly all of us. You know, all the pundits were in the studio that week all fancied a Celtic win. So, listen, he's done a fantastic job. Yeah, he's not closed the gap per se uh, through the points tally, but... 
That's more to the point that Celtic are still winning, they're still doing their job, and, and they deserve praise for doing so. Uh, so not not even considering Celtic getting better, James, you, you think the current level is fine by you? Oh, I think it's fine, but I think it will get better. You know, because that's the way that's Andy Postecoglou is an absolutely brilliant coach. You know, and he gets the best out of his players, and he'll make them better. But the, the thing about Rangers is that they drop points because players down tools, and that's that's the reason why they're nine points behind just now. Well, I thought James was on to praise Celtic But we, we went down a few roads It was all good James and Kosaith It takes us up nicely to time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit royalty on a Monday night That's what we always say Roger Hanna, minus one Andy Halliday, winner of many a Beat the Pundit But they are beatable 01419511025 If you want to topple them Imagine it on your CV Mediocre players they are not But you can it can still be done Get in touch on the usual number Before 7 o'clock And you could be beating the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 Or you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB We're looking back on the weekend's action Of course, Celtic winning again Scoring lots of goals again in Perth yesterday uh, Michael Beale wasn't delighted with all the performance at Ibrox But Rangers again keep their winning run going A bit of debate about the goalkeeping situation earlier on Andy Halliday doesn't think the rotation uh, should continue We had some callers on the similar theme So if you agree or disagree Now would be a good time uh, to get in touch And if you want to move on to something entirely different Well the floor is yours I'm looking at you Motherwell fans You can't be happy again after the weekend There was a few other talking points Aberdeen getting back to winning ways I'm still, I'm still waiting for somewhere In the south side of Glasgow Producer Callum to wipe away his tears And actually just pick up the phone Just join the show To have it out with Andy Halliday Over this red card Or if there are any other Dundee United fans out there Who want to step up to the plate 0141 951 1025 Let's do this first though The Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, Beat the Pundit time How did last week go? Did we get any victories for the listeners last week? A 3-2 for the Pundits last week That's not bad Not bad, close Must mean that Simon Donnelly clinched it on Friday, did he? Let's see if we can do better this week George is in Gourock How's it going, George? Yeah, very well, guys Hope Good you're all well too. Good, yeah, all good, all good Fancy your chances tonight? Uh, hardest night of the week with Roger been there and Andy so let's see what happens I like that see George is up for the challenge other people might avoid and I have noticed this there's something I like to think it gives you an insight into the, the mindset of the Scottish public because it's not like it's quieter when you two phone people acknowledge that it's more difficult but they just give it a go anyway I would, no offence George don't take this the wrong way but I would desperately hope in tonight's call I was Ryan from Dundee <laughs> yeah, that would, that would have been quite something, I must admit um, But the bigger they are, the harder they fall I think that's what the, the listeners feel about you two on, a, on Beat the Pundit So if it's heads, it will be Roger Hanna minus one And if it's tails, it will be Andy Halliday Who hates questions about squad numbers so Oh, what does that tell you? <laughs> Not at all, and it is, it's you, you're back in the saddle Tails, Ooh. okay uh, What we'll do here, Andy, I'm sure you remember Although it's been a while, no? Right, it feels like a while. Uh, we'll give you some Clyde Two to listen to, so that George he can't hear us anymore, 
And we'll turn it up nice and loud for him 30 seconds George Just answer as many as you can And if you want to pass and move on quickly That is fine by me okay Okay Let's get stuck in then Your time starts now Who was the last player to score 20 league goals For Celtic in a season? Larson Name the only Spaniard Who started Rangers UEFA Cup final match in 2008 Arteta How many players were sent off In the Scottish Premiership over the weekend? Two. Name either Dundee United manager who's won the Scottish Cup for the club. Ivan Golak. Richard Foster won the Scottish League Cup with Rangers and which other side? Ross County. Who's Livy's club captain? Pass. Falkirk were last in the top flight in season 09 10. Name either manager from that season. Tough one. Pass. Okay, let's bring back Andy. Can you hear us? Yes. Are you ready? Yep. Good, see the way he jumped up there, Roger. That ankle's looking absolutely oh, I was, fine. I always stand up for the beat of pundit. I was listening there, Gordon. I chose not to listen to Clyde too. Think they're tough? I think they're tough. <sighs> let's see how he goes. You ready? Yep, let's go. Press the wrong button. You've got me panicking here because of the tension. Let's do it. <sighs> Who was the last player to score 20 league goals in a season for Celtic? Jack Amakis. Who's the only Spaniard who started Rangers 2008 UEFA Cup final? Carlos Coelho How many players were sent off In the Scottish Premiership At the weekend uh, Three Name either Dundee United manager Who's won the Scottish Cup For the club uh, Pegarty Richard Foster Won the Scottish League Cup With Rangers And which other side Ross County Who's Livy's club captain Nicky Devlin Falkirk were last In the top flight In 2009-10 Name either manager From that season uh, Dundee United manager no, don't waste my time with that one. Houston? George, what's the verdict? I think it might just have got me there. Yep. Mm, let's find out. I was disappointed in you both. Odson Edward was the last 20 goals in this season. In the 1920 season, they got 22. Uh, the only Spaniard <coughs> who started the UEFA Cup final 2008. I feel like George, this is Andy's specialist subject. Although you're a Rangers fan as well. It's Carlos Cuellar. So yep. he goes 1 0 up. Now, he was involved in a couple of these So I feel like this was stacked in his favour Ryan Edwards sent off for a tackle On Andy Halliday Josh Janelli, Andy's teammate also sent off And Andy Considine So it was three, which means Andy goes 2-0 in front However, Peter Houston was an answer But not for the Falkirk question the wrong For one. the Dundee United question Winning the Scottish Cup And Ivan Golak, who George got 94 94 yeah 1-0 against Rangers So 2-1 We're back on track Richard Forster won the Scottish League Cup With Ross County and Rangers George got it But so did Andy 3-1 And Livy's club captain Is Nicky Devlin George It was a 4-2 victory None of you got the Falkirk question Your choices were Stephen Presley Or Eddie May From that season So it was a 4 for Andy And George A 2 is not enough Hard lines No no worries Well played George Well done Andy well Good done. man Well done George and Guruk A good effort Difficult um, questions mm, Gordon Do you think so? Yeah Yeah, yeah they were tough yeah, yeah they were. I've never even heard of the, the Ivan guy Ivan Golan oh, come on Mate, That was three year old I know He took the players out Into the local park On the eve of the cup final To smell the flowers And can I just say That's why he's on minus one <laughs> that, that is quite a well known I've heard that story before What was the thought process though? I, I don't know the detail wanted, They just wanted to relax them They'd never won a Scottish Cup final They'd won everything else like a, under a Jim spa, McLean Like a massage they or something came in after Jim McLean They reached the final against Rangers Rangers were going for back-to-back trebles at the time There was so much pressure on those Dundee United players to make history And they just mm. wanted to relax them And they took them out for a walk in the park 
Jeez. What was the weird, you had any ever had any managers with weird motivational techniques? It's a great question. I mean, I mean to think about that. I don't know why to... this one's popped into my head. Who was the, the guy at Fulham that went to rub cheese on his players' knees or something like that? Oh, no, Felix, like Felix Magat was it him? Yeah. Did he want someone have not have a knee? I hope I've not made this up. No, no, you're that's going to give a really. Felix Magat was a guy who introduced Mark Fotheringham to coaching. Yeah. over in Germany, Mark Fotheringham was his number two, and then he's now of course manager at, at Huddersfield Town in the Championship. Yeah, yeah. Miller, the number two now. Yeah, that's your that's your task between now and the end of the show. I want the weirdest managerial technique you've ever experienced. You don't even need to name the manager if you don't want to hang him out to dry. Oh, I, d- I do know one actually. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was at Rangers under Pedro Kick Senior playing Aberdeen at Pataudry, he had a a scene from three hundred. And it was the one where Gerard Butler's looking over the cliff uh-huh. and as it pans round Gerard Butler's looking at Pataudry and I thought <laughs> No way seriously. I, don't, I don't, don't quite think that's what he was looking at in the movie, but yeah, I remember that one stuck what, like, out. Someone's edited the footage. Edited the movie, yeah, and when he's panned over the cliff just Pataudry standing there. That's, that's the actually be- that, that's better than I than I thought where that was gonna go. Did you win? I think we did actually win 3-0 So oh, it worked, yeah Sure it was 3-0 Yeah I remember Joe Dude Joe Dude Oh yeah I remember that yeah, yeah. And Kenny got the other one Aye Things that, that worked, aye. The crossover you never thought You would hear Roger Hanna Gerard Butler 300 Pedro Cachina And Joe Dude Incredible I like that This show oh, gives you A little bit good of insight. everything That was a yeah. good insight Yeah I like yep. that See but you weren't Inspired now You didn't want to I think This, it's is, more, Sparta, it's this is Sparta And kick the Dressing room door down I think when you seen it It was more Felt like comedy than, than inspiring. Mm. It was quite funny. Does it inspire as well when a manager comes out and says the guy that smashed you and get a red card maybe shouldn't have got the red card? Yeah, what about that? I noticed Ro- Robbie Nielsen said he didn't feel Ryan Edwards was that high on you, but you took great delight in showing us you've got a big cut halfway up your shin, sort of. Well, I, I did say it in the day I wasn't sure he was quite accurate there, but oh, you, you might be able mm. to ask him. I think his opinions changed oh, since right, he saw okay. it. A replay yeah. uh, George whilst we've got you on the line I'll just put you on the spot I know you're a, a Rangers fan um, now that we're over the, the quiz what are you thinking about your team at the moment I think probably too late to catch Celtic let's be honest the number of games are just running down and you can't see a lot of the teams taking points off of Celtic best opportunity for silverware will be the Cups so let's hope we can get both of them that's why it's fascinating. No, but I must admit, I'm going to just pull back slightly because in tr- true Hugh Keevans fashion on Friday night, he got us into an argument about who was going to win the cup final in three weeks' time. And I, I, I thought even by this show's wacky standards, we probably need to just pull back just, just a touch. Did Hugh give his predictions? Cause... Yeah, he predicted Rangers three weeks wow, in advance. Bro, bro. So, you know, Celtic could win 10-0 for the next three weeks or vice versa or whatever. Um, Celtic's but, uh, odds have shortened uh, dramatically uh, since he uh, predicted As he said Rangers. in the show on Saturday though He does go from one era to the next Without he any does. loss of enthusiasm He does indeed And he'll be listening So he'll be getting the Nokia fired up right now But what George says there Roger I'm not sure that Every time these sides meet is massive yep. Every time they meet in a cup final is certainly massive But George is a Rangers fan And he's almost pinning the, the Rangers season on it Sort of thing Or, or on the other cup So if it's possible for them to get any bigger, well, is that the way it might feel this this next couple of weeks for the Rangers fans? I think it's an enormous game for, for Michael Beale, for Rangers and for the Rangers fans. Celtic are going to win the league. Uh, Rangers could conceivably win every game in the league between now and the end of the season and still not win the league. Um, and that was a position that Michael Beale found himself in when he took the job. Nothing to do with him, not his fault. But I think, George is right, I think if you said to Rangers fans tonight, Gordon, 
that they would win the League Cup final and successfully defend the Scottish Cup it wouldn't bother them whether they lost the league by 9 points or 29 right, We're doing it again, we'll get to that in the coming weeks I'm sure Thank you to George on 0141 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well Honestly, usually we are arguing about Celtic Rangers, Rangers, Celtic, VAR referees um, But everybody's just battering me with their opinions on this challenge on on Andy Halliday, I must say, um, and I've got my wish. I think, honestly, I, I really do find it baffling how no, divided getting, the opinion is. Though. You're, no, you're getting a lot of support as well. No, but there has been mm. a lot. Of, there's been a lot mm-hmm. of division in terms of the opinions of the, of the challenge. That was maybe because of who was on the receiving end of it, though. Yeah, yeah. It plays a part. Quite possibly, yeah. Because if I mm. made that tackle, we all know everyone's same red card. I did think it was a bit hostile when producer Callum put Ryan Edwards into the Radio Clyde team of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny's a Dundee United fan. Yes, we've got one in bonus. Let him have it, Kenny. That's all right, mate. It's just I definitely, I definitely think he played for the tackle. <laughs> See, to be fair, Kenny, he does have, he does have. And they always been on the air, but the air ambulance come to get you, Ken. Helicopter to come down and pick you up for the centre circle. Come on. <laughs> I'm so torn, Roger, because I want this to be true. I, w- I wanted nothing more than to be able. To, but he, he has got a, a, th- a sort of three-inch. Cut on his shin, which it, oh, it just makes it harder to criticise him. But I do like Kenny's style. Yeah, um, I'll be fascinated to see how the appeal goes. Liam Fox said after the game on Saturday, United would appeal. Have confirmed that today. Um, the referees. Right, take, uh, I mean, I think the tackle was fine. I think oh. United were dominating, starting to dominate the game at that moment. Now, that, that, that's a different argument, Kenny. Yeah, David Fuller, colleague, yeah. was at the game for Super Scoreboard and said. All the lovely things about Dundee United in the first half. They took the lead. They could have been two or three up. Even that initial spell down to ten mm. men, they were the better side before the collapse. And you know, in the second half, obviously they lost the game three one. But it, the point I was going to make was we're really interested now because the refs and especially the VARs have had a couple of setbacks with appeal decisions that have been lost. You know, mm-hmm. they've made decisions, they've sent people off. And the red cards were overturned. I think Tony Watt earlier in the season, Nicky Clark last week when St Johnson were at Ibrox. If this was a third appeal where the red card was overturned, it does begin to ask questions of the system. Did you play for it? Says, <laughs> says Kenny. No, not quite. But listen, it resulted in something that probably affected the result mm. or, or, or certainly made an impact on it. And yeah, I agree with Kenny. I thought Dundee United were excellent, certainly in the first 45 minutes, even when they went down to 10 men. I thought their initial response was still very good. Uh, Stephen Fletcher showing at his edge is still a real handful for anyone. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, but I think, you know, from, from our point of view, I think that has been the real improvement from last year to this year. Is I think, I think last year we weren't really a team that could win ugly, could win games when we weren't close to our best. And uh, you know that ten game unbeaten run we had since the uh, post World Cup break, quite a lot of the victories did mm. come with sort of you know average performances, a below par performances. It, so that has certainly showed an improvement it, in the game this year. Anyway, Kenny, producer Callum's not here, so ask and ask what I like about Dundee United. Given that first half performance, are you good enough to stay up and get out of this mess? Not sure. It depends on the substitutions. I think the substitutions sometimes are too negative. It was good to see. The young Finnish boy, Emmy, getting a wee start because he's quite fat. He plays with Finland, obviously, right? But he needs a players need runs of games, and I would like to see him on the left hand side, a wee bit more experienced, you know, up and down that side of the park. And obviously, we've got BH, but I'm not sure if he's away or no, I'm not sure. 
But Emmy's definitely one that'll just attack and go forward. And that's what I liked about Dundee United with Paula as well. When Paula was playing, it was like getting the ball in the middle of the park and going forward, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating at the bottom and I wonder if we'll get any Motherwell fans on or, or any other teams that are down there because they're the two that are on 20 points. You keep coming back to Dundee United have got better players. That would be people's perception. You look at Stephen Fletcher, for instance, well, Tony Watts now left. You look at... Look Dylan Levitt Dylan mm. Levitt and Jamie McGrath and some experience at the back and all that sort of stuff but it's, it's at that stage Roger though that you know, you're know you there for a reason both of them for in different ways and it's, it's going to be a tense mm. running not just both of them I think the bottom five we said at the top of the, the show all five teams the weekend lost didn't get a single point between any of them Gordon and I think it's going to be between those five one will go down one will go into the playoff and it's nip and tuck I tend to think You know You saw Ross County Pushing Rangers hard At the weekend I think Bringing in Eamon Brophy And Simon Murray Has improved Ross County's prospects You look at the business Some of the others You can maybe even say You know Motherwell And Kilmarnock And Dundee United For me They, they actually look mm. weaker For the business Than they did in January it's Two very different approaches Isn't it Dundee United signed was it fewer than than any other Premiership team and Motherwell signed and nine lo- and lost twenty one in total. Um, no uh, upturn yet. Uh, Kenny, just before we let you go because that stuff's all really interesting. Relegation, blah blah blah. Will Dundee United win their appeal against this red card? More importantly, well, I would like to think so, but you never know. They might just sign VAR. Who knows what VAR are going to do or what the decisions going to be? Who knows? Mm. It's always hard because. We try our best to match it with another tackle and say this, that and the next thing But as I always bang on about, much to many people's frustration You're just giving it to different sets of eyes Who might well feel differently about it It doesn't matter really what the referee thought And it doesn't really matter how alike or not alike it is to to other chat. You're just giving it to now an appeals panel Three sets of eyes And they'll need to decide If it was a, a big mistake Yeah I think he'll struggle Sim- You're very good With the wording Of the rule oh, God sure I've heard you quoting it A few times in the show Excessive force yeah. Brutality Etc um, The referee Maybe didn't get A good view to it The VAR mm. Pulled him up And said In the opinion of VAR That was a breach Of the rule Therefore it was red carded I think It would be difficult To overturn it given, is- given the wording Of the rule This is good though Right Because you Mr Halliday Are always the When we talk about these tackles You're always moaning about Yeah but what is excessive force How can you tell What excessive force is Did that feel forceful On Saturday Did it feel like The force <clears throat> was excessive Yeah but I, I, I've said it before I do believe All the tackles are force So whether it's a yellow card Or a red, a red card I think these loose balls You know slide tackles I think there's always Going to be a degree Of force in them The only thing that I feel Is if I don't think He has to go in with force I, I think He's that much favoured towards the ball. I think he can just sort of step onto the ball and even sort of drive forward. So, as I said, listen, they've appealed it today. I hope they win the appeal. I personally don't think they will, but I don't want to see anybody yeah, miss games. magnanimous of you. I mean, if we're, again, Roger, I've seen people, you know, because it's recent, talking about Nicky Clark, but it's not It's not really the same type. Oh, is no. It? no, it's, it's a completely different. It's actually more like the Ryan Jack tackle. On Adam Montgomery That was only given as a yellow card But I actually thought Ryan Jack was quite lucky That that wasn't upgraded That's why I think Edwards might struggle I've also seen people 
posting pictures of a Ryan Jack one on Stevie May from years ago, and it was really quite similar well, to that. There's, and, oh there's been God. United fans have been posting pictures of a, a Garanko all challenging a United player late on in the same game. So I'm never actually sure these still images really count for anything, Gordon. I'm just interested in the the sort of the friendships, the cliques, the politics of the. Clyde One Super Scoreboard pundits because we've heard Wilson and DL slaughtering poor Andy on the show at the to be, weekend. To be fair, they slaughtered everybody. You actually stuck up for him. You gave Ryan Edwards your howler of the week, but the biggest laugh of the lot, the cheek, right, of the Palmerston Pep wins a couple of games and he's getting carried away with himself. Marvin Bartley, um, who sent me a message to say it was a hundred percent a red card for that tackle on Andy. Love it, this, big Marv. This guy made a career out of that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? And now he's he's in the dugout with the tracksuit on and he's acting as if it's outrageous that people would fly in like that. You take those tackles out of the game, this guy, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be in here with us on a Wednesday knew, I always knew he'd be some manager. He's, um, one clean sheet the weekend, he, he's a man who's playing the long game. When's your contract up, Andy? <laughs> 18 months. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever been to Dumfries? Loads of times, yeah. Fancy it? Permanently? Well, mm. at the end of the contract. I would jump at the chance, but you never know. You never know what happens in football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on, where are you then? What are you thinking? If you're at the top of the table, how impressive were Celtic uh, yesterday? Rangers fans, a bit of talk about the goalkeeping situation earlier. What about Malik Tillman? Not really got stuck into how strongly you now feel about trying to keep him. And if it is down the bottom, I know it's tough to talk about Motherwell fans. Believe me, but are you? Are you despairing? 01419511025 What are you pointing at? I'm very surprised It's 25 past 7 We've not heard one thing about Raskin I thought Rangers fans would like to speak about his 10 minute cameo I've had one tweet right One which says Howler of the weekend was Raskin's socks Oh a great shout by the way Because I'm, I'm interested in your take Because you are a modern man Yeah I, I cut my socks yeah, but, but no, I think you're big I, on your Rangers tradition I would imagine Yeah I think I don't think they've been cut I think our dogs had that for, <laughs> for dinner ex- explain, explain this to me again uh, someone has explained it to me in the past But I don't think I could believe it Explain this sock-cutting malarkey To a man of a certain age Well the reason I do it is because I, I use the grip socks Which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I change my boots quite a mm-hmm. lot For for a modern day football, shall I say And it, you never get blisters with the sort of, you know, grip mm-hmm. socks they use The sort mm-hmm. of, valve socks they're called uh, So that's that's the only reason I do it personally so, But why do you cut big holes in the back of them? Ah, oh no no no! That. I, I, that's for that's for people. I don't who, do that. That's for people who try and claim their calves are too big, isn't yeah, it? I don't do that. But no, I, yeah. I, I, I that wasn't what Rasson sock. His was like, he he cut his socks to his to his calf. I yep. mean, that's that's uh, that was the height. Right, right, right. It was just all sport white sock. You're going to wish you'd never asked this, Gordon. Never let it be said that we don't from that we don't cut right through to I, the big I, cutting I, issues I here. Gordon Dale. Gordon Dale always tells me. Watch the warm-ups. And I watched Livingston's warm-up on Saturday. What is going on with this And show? the Livingston players were resplendent in yellow shirts, their shorts, their tracky tops, but none of them had their <sighs> match socks on. They all just had white ankle socks on for the warm-up. Ankle socks? Just white when she's above the ankle, just where you've got a big cut, Andy. Oh, so sports socks. Sports, yeah. sports socks, yeah, sports socks. And then when they came out at 5-3, they'd suddenly all got their yellow match socks on. What's all that about? Right, seriously. If anyone, pl- the, the challenge is now to simply call in and change this topic. Oh, change one four nine five one one zero two five. We'll get a teaser next as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. 
And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB So let's uh, very quickly give you a full time teaser um, And it's been sent in by Who was it? Let me remind myself So we can give him uh, The nod that he deserves Christopher has sent it in Christopher And it's been a Potentially Big day In the in the English footballing world Who knows what will happen with Man City um, As I'm sure you've seen uh, in the news this afternoon But with a, a slight nod to that And there's lots of familiar names in here Can you name the 10 outfield players Who've won the English Premier League With two different teams I think you're going to scoosh this you two Because you're geeks Football geeks uh, Name the 10 outfield players Who've won the English Premier League title With two different teams Golo Kante Yes Riyad Mahrez Ah the St Mirren trialist The very one yep Again, Robert Hoof. All right. See if you're if you're producing Robert Hoof with that much ease, I'm, I'm worried for the safety of this question. Take one more. James Milner. Yeah, he's on it, isn't he? he? Must be. Yes, Man City and Liverpool. Okay, we'll leave that. By the sounds of it, these two are going to squish it. If you've got a question like that or something entirely different, it's up to you. Email me full time at Clyde1.com. That's what Christopher did tonight, and I'll try my very best. Uh, to get it used on the show We do this every night at this time So plenty of time left this season To get your questions in uh, I don't really know how we got into such a lengthy discussion About socks um, Before the, the break there But remarkably I think Grant wants to keep it going Much to my despair Grant how are you? I'm good mate, how are you? I'm good, I'm good What's your point about socks? Good, good evening chaps uh, This sock cutting thing Really... <laughs> It's great. That's the reason why I'm, I'm a manager of an amateur football team, and that we got a new set of strips, and, and that's when I'm seeing guys with scissors cutting the feet off them. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm of an age where <laughs> you didn't touch the strip. Do you know what I mean? You're just proud to get it on. You're playing. What's your team, Grant? Cutting the feet off them, but, but I just I don't get it, man. Give them a big mention. Who are they? Hey, third Lanark. Remember the old third Lanark? I do. An amateur team now. So, I must admit, right? Maybe this, maybe this is more serious than I thought. If this is making its way into the amateur game, and I must admit, I've, I've seen that myself. Mm-hmm. That's a worry, Roger. I think that's bad enough. These prima donnas, right, are banging on about grip socks and blisters and all the rest of it. If this is happening in your your Saturday morning parks out there. I think maybe we need to launch a, a full and frank investigation Where, into this. Where's it all going? Pandemic. In? Exactly. What is next? Oh, the game's right. gone, as they say. Dear, dear, dear. Hugh Keevans will be trimming the top off his Leyland Scott socks next. <laughs> I've, almost, I've, I've actually only started doing it the last couple of years, and t- I don't know if I could go back to a full football sock since. <sighs> Come on. Here's the one Blisters is an, it's an issue, though. Here's what's going to be at the core of my investigation because you're right, most people do it. So, who manufactures the Hearts kit again? Umbro? Umbro, yeah. Right. Nike, Umbro, Adidas, whoever. Why are they not bringing out the football sock with the grippy bit on the bottom? Oh right, yeah. No, Surely they, can't they, be that they, hard. They do send out though, like already cut socks. So what? without the foot, that's that's the ones at Hearts. They aren't they aren't actually cut socks. What? They're manufactured already cut socks. Oh, they're just just sort of leg warmers. Yeah, just already got the stitching around the bottom. It's no, it doesn't frail. Wait, but if that's so, is that is that the sole reason that? No, no, no pun intended. No. Is that the sole reason you're cutting them off because you want to put an alternative sock on that grips your boot better? Yeah, that's yeah, that's my so, that's my reason. I don't know if it is. Uh, so there any other reason? Is this for the avoidance of blisters? Yeah. So why are manufacturers not building this in? Mm, a couple of bits no, of blue tack on the bottom. It's a good point, but go. I do feel as if somebody has. 
I do feel I, I can picture a football sock with some grip at the bottom. Grant, did you see any of the game at the weekend? Are you able to give me anything on Nicholas Raskin's performance, or is this all about socks? Mate, well, it was ten minutes, so new club. You're going to a new club, so you need to get a guy excited to settle in. But I, 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 once we heard the name, that I, I studied where the guy played, and I, he, he seems a good football player. So I'm happy with that. Good football players are is what Rangers need. They don't need. It's not always rough and tumble. Also, Coglu across the city, he's got proper football team. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to be the right manager, and he seems to be buying the right players. So I'm happy that this. And the calves and all that. I'm assure you. I'm assure you, none of my boys will be doing that. I'm fully on board. I'm fully on board with the cut calves. I don't get that. No, having that. No, I'm I love that from Grant. Look, I tried. Look, we got him onto football for a bit, and it was sounding good there, and he just couldn't get socks out of his mind, and he had to go back. Look again, Roger. It's half seven, so we can. It's not like I'm trying to make a big debate over Nicholas Raskin's ten minutes here, right? Because it's hard either way. A couple of times he got the ball, he had some nice touches, he drove forward. Once he drove forward and he lost it, that, that's not a criticism. The same way that you wouldn't go overboard um, on any of the other stuff because it was 10 minutes. But you, you could at least see, I guess, the, the type for, for any fans who didn't go on YouTube. You, you could kind of see the, the what he'll try and bring. Yeah, and listen, he might have a, a more immediate involvement than even Michael Beale was expecting. Um, John Lindstrom. Off early in the game, I think left in a moon boot. He was having scans and this ankle mm-hmm. injury. So if he's going to be out for any period of time, and I know Michael Beale likes to rotate all of those players, you know, rather than Lundstrom, Kamara, and Jack rotating, it might now be Jack, Kamara, and Raskin rotating, and he might, you know, he might have to get up to speed quite quickly. Yeah, the instant when he lost the ball though came from a you know a driving run where he takes yeah. two Ross County players out of the game and tries to slip through a through ball. Yeah, it didn't come off, but you can see the sort of profile that's been talked about for the clips you've seen in the way. Michael, uh, Michael Beale described him seems very industrious for, for somebody of his size and stature he's not the biggest he's not the he, he doesn't look the most physically demanding but you, know, you can see he's certainly looks like more of a ball carrier mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a centre midfield player but yeah 10 minutes in, in that period you could still see some of the qualities he's got Is that going to be the key in terms of these games that we speak about it's not it's not me or us nitpicking It's Michael Beale who said Parts of it were fussy And he wanted it to be you know, more convincing at Ibrox Is that, Are those types of players that The key when you're up against Defensive teams Because if you think about you know, Malik Tillman got a lot of praise at the weekend But remember he only came on Because John Lundstrom went off yeah. early you know, It was a team that set out at the start With uh, Lundstrom and, and, and Ryan Jack And I had seen some people mention Before the game Fairly or unfairly that, that That's maybe not Necessarily, what you need for a, a home fixture like that one, yeah. Ibrox, and you know, another thing as well is you know, a big thing that Michael Will talks about is getting more players in the box, more bodies in the box. And I think Raskin seems as if he fits that bill a little bit more as well. And you know, the likes of, like I said, the likes of Campbell is going to help that someone that can sort of unlock defences and make things happen. You know, I, I don't know the actual stats, but it feels as if Tillman again is starting to get in the box a bit more, get more touches in the box. He's obviously scored some important goals over the last few weeks as well. And to be fair to Ryan Jack, he's actually added some. Goals these games since Michael Beals came in it's, scores, it's most noticeable. Big goals. It's most noticeable Tillman, you know, they see the, the goalie scored at Tynecastle last week, the goalie scored against Ross County the weekend. He's not just getting into the box, he's getting deep into the box. He's, he's in getting the six into yard the box. Yeah. Both goals on the edge of the six yard box. So that you know, that's adding numbers in there. Uh, thank you to the sock man. What was his name again? I've forgotten already. Grant, sorry, Grant in the south side and well done to everyone at Third Lanark for making Grant call in on 01419511. 
Andy Halliday's here, Roger Hanna, and we've annoyed somebody. The, who's the real traditionalist? He's been called many things, but who's going to be the ultimate traditionalist on this show? The man of a certain vintage. Hugh Keevans. He's, he's, re- he's not happy about this socks stuff at all. He's text. He says he's going to call. He's going to, I, I, pres- I presume he means me uh, personally. I think he's going to wait until after the show and call and just get it all 
off his chest with so even annoyed him. His personal dresser just wouldn't allow things like that. Ah, De- exactly. Defacing hosiery. Cashmere socks, I think, for, for Hugh Keevens only. Um, right, how are you doing on this full-time teaser? Uh, I want to thank Christopher again for sending it in. And if you'd like to join Christopher and do it, then please do. Full-time at Clyde1.com. Christopher wants you to name the 10 outfield players who've won the English Premier League with two different teams. So... Cante, Mares, Huth. So lots of you in the sort of Chelsea, Leicester thing. Uh, James Milner has done it as well. Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole has done it. Arsenal and Chelsea. Well done. Hey, Carlos Tevez. Yes. United and City. Of course. Frank Lampard. No. Ooh. So I wonder did he maybe not do enough to get a medal for City? Maybe. Well, that too. Or, or if it was even. That takes away my next one. Who? Nah, he's not played enough games. Who? Danny Drinkwater. No. I'm going to get back a bit. Former Rangers player Henning Berg. Wonderful. Well done. Yeah, How many is that? My, my new black one. How many is that you've got? Four, seven. Five, six, seven. Yeah. So, okay, I'll take one more guess. Well, by the same reckoning, David May. No, apparently. So, again, maybe not a, enough. And I'm just, I, I think. When Leeds won the league, was it not the last of the old first divisions before the Premier League? Otherwise, I would say Eric Cantona. Yeah, he's not on it. No. He's not on it. All right, we'll give you some more time. You can do it at the end. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't look like Lampard won it with Man City. So there we go. Um, still time to squeeze in a call, I guess. So 141951-1025. We're a bit short uh, on time. Let's take a look at some of the other big talking points from the weekend. Clearly um, been dominated by Glasgow's Big Two, as it often is on a Monday night. What about you Motherwell fans? I get the feeling there's apathy setting in here because you're not even on angry tonight. You're just staying away. Here's what Stevie Hamill had to say after a 3-1 defeat at Aberdeen. Disappointing. Um, we came, we you know, kind of change of shape and try to match up as much as we could because we've been we've been quite vulnerable at the start of games defensively, and that was something we need to highlight and need to, you know, be better at. So it was a, that was the reason why we changed a little bit of shape. If we get to half time, it's at nil nil. It's totally different. I mean, the goal that we conceded before. Um, Half time changes the game, of course. Goals changes games, but yeah, even at the end, we're putting we've got a lot of forward players on, and we don't test the goalkeeper enough. And um, and a couple of the goals that we lose are, are just cheap goals. So yeah, overall, just disappointing. A new goalkeeper was someone we'd, we'd done a bit of research on, and we didn't see him playing a lot. So it was it was something we wanted to test. And again, throughout the throughout the game, with the amount of forward players we had on as well towards the end, we just didn't do that enough. We should be doing better. With me. No, I know, don't hide away for that. We should be absolutely doing better um, in terms of points. It's the last three games we've played. We wanted to pick up points in all of these games. Um, that hasn't been the case. Um, I don't think it was through work rate or application today. It was poor decision making and big moments in the game, periods in the game. We weren't strong enough. We weren't good enough. And yeah, that ultimately falls on me. I'll take responsibility for that. I can take the pressure. I can take criticism. I can take anything as. as Towards myself, directing myself. Of course, that's part of the game. That's part of the, the nature of the job, and I absolutely accept that. It's, it's about being big and showing good personality and character and standing up to it. The table doesn't look good, Roger Hanna. Um, the only slight saving grace for Motherwell or Ross County or Kilmarnock or Dundee United is that they're all they're all in there. They're all in there together. They can't all go down. Um, but I don't know if that's enough to to cheer up. Any individual fan base Yeah I'm sure Callum Davis Is probably looking over his shoulder as well Because if that game at Fur Park last midweek Had gone the other way They would have been in the thick of it As well And, and you know there's, there's still potential yet With nine games or eight games For some before the split For 
St Johnson to put, you know, pulled back into the teeth of it. Um, the Motherwell situation fascinates me. Nine players brought in in the month of January, but, you know, they were brought in from hither and yon, Gordon. One from Japan, an Irish defender from the United States, a couple of guys from Ireland, um, Callum Butcher back up from down south. It was a sort of scattergun approach to recruitment. That's me saying that from an outsider, it looks a scattergun approach to recruitment. Um, you look at United, Liam Fox, you could more or less guess Liam Fox's first choice 11. You can say something similar for Malky Mackay at Ross County, um, and maybe even mm. Derek McInnes at Comarnock. Now, I couldn't tell you what Motherwell's first choice 11 would be, and that it's, would worry me. Yeah, I suppose a slight counter, though, would be that for all that consistency and continuity that you speak of elsewhere, it's not doing much for those sides either. No, no, no listen, I, I completely agree. And it will come down to results against one another. Yep. Um, but you could, you know, you can make an argument for a few, a positive argument for a few. St. John's for a start, they've got more points on the board at the minute. Kilmarnock's home record is exceptionally good. Albeit their away record's lamentable. Um, Dundee United, as Andy was saying, they look as if they've got a strong squad. I made a case for Ross County earlier on, but the signings they had made in January Simon Murray, Eamon Brophy, yep. Noah and Ken, Aguayan Edwards, etc. I'm not too sure many people are mustering much of an argument for Motherwell. Did you get your banner back? <laughs> it looked like Gordon Dale's handwriting to me, I must no, admit. No, I wrote him out straight away because um, it was spelt correctly. Spelt um, Andy, I partly blame you for this, believe it or not, because for weeks and weeks you kept coming in here on a Monday and telling us, because you've played, you play against all the teams and you kept telling me that Motherwell will be fine, they're actually all right, they play some decent stuff, they'll be fine, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. You've stopped saying that to me, mm-hmm. which worries me. So no, but uh, to be honest, I've actually watched a fair bit of Motherwell recently, and I still think there's been a number of games where I thought, you know what, again they've played well but not picking up mm-hmm. points. But I, think I mean, is there an argument? Is that between. is that more worrying than elsewhere? <laughs> but not playing well, and maybe that's the reason why they're not picking up points. It's maybe stopped happening now. Uh, though, and as I, well, I think you know, I, I always think with Motherwell, the big issue is. is where is the goals coming from if Van Veen's not scoring goals? I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you who their second top goal scorer is. My guess would be McKinstry, but maybe three. I, I can't actually think of anyone else that's you know scored a, a, a number of goals. So I never, ever, ever will say who I think will go down. But I, I've said mm. it plenty of times. Having played every team twice, I do think that Motherwell should be okay. Probably he's lying now. He must be. Um, it's probably the other end that's the real issue and Andy's not incorrect um, about other people contributing but if you look at it's always the manner of the goals Roger again at the weekend and to be fair if you were an Aberdeen fan you'd probably be pleased at a couple of them as well and think they were very good goals from an Aberdeen perspective so it's not to say they're not but it all looks very soft doesn't it? Yeah yeah, they do look to have a bit of a soft centre thing Four fullbacks listed in the starting eleven. Two tucked in either side of Ricky Lamy. Two up as wingbacks. Um, in terms of the squad, for all the recruitment that was done, they do still look short on numbers in central defence for me, and directly in front of the central defence. If you like, you know, a combative what they call nowadays. I suppose that's meant to be what, what Callum Butcher's going to do. What isn't the kids it? call a number six. Yeah, <laughs> and I suppose that's why he's been signed. Um. The other thing I suppose that 
you look up the other end teams that have no such issue you one of you gave it their your result of the weekend I think you look at Livy Handy just are, are we even surprised anymore should we be no, surprised no we shouldn't be be, no I don't think we should be and, and I don't think enough's been talked about of because everyone knows that they're a hard working side everyone knows that they're hard to beat and you know they're very compact very well organised but some of the football that Livingston has been playing in recent weeks has been very very good um, and I think no more so than the St Johnson game we're talking about the pitch at St Johnson with Celtic yesterday some of the football that Livingston played up there a couple of weeks ago to again go 3-0 up inside 20-30 minutes and again with some quick fire goals yesterday and I think their hopes are finishing top 4, mm-hmm. top 5 whatever their aspirations may be is certainly boosted with a return of Joe Nubley Lovely goals Lovely goals got Really good build-ups Nicky Devlin delivering for Nubley's first goal for Anderson's second goal and then Nubley the creator for Stephen Kelly which I gave as, as a goal of the week a lovely finish he is playing really well at the minute for Livingston and I, I, I remember not too long ago with, you know some phone calls for Rangers fans saying is it time for you know young Stephen Kelly to get a chance yeah. at the Rangers team he had made a couple of cameo appearances and done really well and you know had no doubt that it was always going to be an asset to some team in Livingston or the, as, as the beneficiary as David Martindale said to me on the way out the door on Saturday night Andrew this better be polite the man that does the recruitment for this club deserves a big pay <laughs> I know who that guy is um, I suppose you know St Mirren good run came to an end Hibs all of a sudden meant to be in, you know were meant to be in turmoil El Sacchio a couple of weeks ago they'll be, be looking up certainly fifth already and not not far away from from Livy it's it's been a fantastic week. It's probably been the best week of Lee Johnson's management at Hibernian. Six 0 against Aberdeen, a point at Dingwall mm-hmm. in midweek. Never easy to go up there, and then a win. First team in twelve games to win at St Mirren. Yeah, seven points out of nine. They're into the top half of the league again, and that's with Porteous going and Nisbet yeah. on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean Andy can't praise them. Obviously, it's in his contract, but these things happen. Right, we'll think we'll finish there. If you can name me three more players who've won outfield players who've won the English Premier League with more than one, uh, sorry, with yeah, with two different teams. So you're doing pretty well. You've got Berg, Tevez, Cole. What you got? Canty, Mares, Huth, and Milner. I think I've nailed it. Well, this guy's the answer for every Premier League question. I feel out in Nichols and Elka yeah, for a start. I thought that was coming. Well done. Many has he played for about seven clubs maybe something like that. Uh, is there an ex-Celtic in there Roger? Oh go for it Golo Turi Yes Is that F- it? Finish one it one? off Andy Gail Clichy Oh wow yep. I must admit I did not expect you to get that one Well done Superb Andy Halliday Roger Hanna Thank you You take care of yourself Get an ice pack on that ankle Shin Knee Thigh It's getting higher as the week goes on But anyway Thank you again to these two And thank you For all your calls And your tweets and for just listening quietly out there as well. It's much appreciated. We're back tomorrow with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL, so make sure you join us from 6 o'clock. And in the meantime, you can stay right there because Johnny Campbell is up next.